Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, Pastor Jim discusses the problem of worry or the practice of being anxious in a believer's life. This scripture is found in Matthew 6, verses 25 through 34, which is a continuation of the Sermon on the Mount. We need to know that our failure to be obedient to Jesus' commands is sin and that he commands us not to worry. Anxiety or worry is sin because it is the fruit of believing lies. For anxious thoughts to be anything more than a short-term reaction to a situation, you must deny who God is and what he has said. For the Christian, anxiety is a sinful waste of time and emotional energy. In this passage, Jesus explains why. It's a passage filled with word pictures and rhetorical questions built around four commands which form the backbone of this powerful teaching. Please listen to today's slice of Jim's message entitled, Each Day Has Enough Trouble. The efforts of man to produce beauty are all derived from the imitation of the beauty that God has built into His creation. He's the source of beauty in the first place. So the next step of the logic is in verse 30. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is alive today, and tomorrow is thrown into the furnace, will He not much more clothe you, you of little faith? All these, all these beautiful things are, are short-lived. I mean, a, a field of wildflowers, it, it's, it's spectacular. You come by the right time of year, it'll just... It'll just amaze you. We looked at a sunset last night. Just, wow, that's, that's really cool. They, those come and go all the time. How much more will God provide the necessary everyday clothing for His children who are destined for eternal glory with Him? Well, just in case you're not feeling bad yet, Jesus did slip in a little zinger. You of little faith. What does that mean? Well, to worry and be anxious over the things of the world is to have an inadequate faith, to lack faith in God, at least in that moment. Remember the definition? Anxiety or worry is allowing yourself to be distracted from who God is and what He has said by paying improper attention to circumstances. I mean, you might even say that anxious worry is completely unreasonable in light of who God is. Now, it's interesting, you can take this phrase, you of little faith. A guy once told me Jesus had a Chinese disciple, O ye of little faith. That was a horrible joke. But there are actually four different times that Jesus said that somebody was of little faith. Here, and in Luke 12, 28, worrying about clothes, says that's a lack of faith. Matthew 8, 26, worrying about drowning at sea, especially when you have Jesus in your boat. 
Um, Matthew 14, 31, Peter's fear, his personal fear of drowning, and that's interesting because it was seconds after Peter walked on water. I'd call that a pretty strong act of faith. And then Jesus is, in that passage, I've always pictured Jesus not just, you know, tossing him into the boat. I've pictured him grabbing him by one wrist and just dragging him so that he could just barely keep his mouth above the water as he gets him back to the boat. Oh, you of little faith. There was a Matthew 16, 8, the disciples' failure to remember the lesson that they learned from Jesus' miracle working power with the feeding of the, of the 5,000. So based on those passages, when he says, you of little faith, he's describing someone who is just, at least in that moment, not sufficiently taking to heart the character of God and the promises of God and His power and His presence. You have little faith when you're failing to live in light of God's providence. Now, another interesting study you could do, find the passages that say, you have little faith, and the passages that mention great faith. And you'll find that the difference is, he calls people of little faith when they have great knowledge, and they're just floundering at obeying it, living by it. But the ones that he says have great faith, he says that to people who had far less knowledge, but committed acts of very bold obedience to what they knew. So faith is directly related to what do you know and what are you, what are you doing about it? So command number one is do not be worried. Command number two is do not worry. Verse 31, do not worry then saying, what will we eat or what will we drink or what will we wear for clothing? Now this time the command is translated just a little bit differently. It's the same word, but with a subtle difference. This time instead of that present tense command. This one is in the aorist tense. Aorist is a word we don't use in English. It doesn't mean one who commits a lot of errors. Um, It's A-O-R-I-S. And the, the, the sense of that is that this is describing action at a point in time. So the twist of meaning here is instead of stop the worry that you're committed to or don't get into the habit of worrying, this one says, don't become worried. Don't even start. Don't even take the first nibble of the bait rather than breaking the habit or not falling into the habit of worrying like it was back in verse 35. Just, you know, don't start worrying. When you have that response to the circumstances, deal with it with what you know and don't worry about it. Verse 32, he says, For the Gentiles eagerly seek all these things, all their earthly things, For your heavenly Father knows what you need. He knows that you need all these things. Now, in this context, when Jesus uses Gentiles, he's describing unbelievers. Matthew is the gospel addressed to the to the Jews, and that was the contrast: Jews and and Gentiles. So he he's talking about those who do, do not acknowledge a heavenly Father, that they are in ignorance of His promises and His far superior provisions. Therefore. It's most natural that they worry about material things, as a, as, and they're, they're consumed by material things. They're, they're treasuring up treasures on earth. That's why, apart from God, people most always eagerly seek material things. And by the way, he's not talking about how much you have. 
not a matter of how much you have. Like we said last week, it's a matter of your attitude toward what you have and what you don't have and whether you're yearning for it or not. But since a Christian is a, a new creature, you're completely different on the inside. You must pursue a different course. Trust God and don't be afraid. Don't worry. Now, if you're a Christian and you are continually falling into worrying over your circumstances, you are walking in what some people call, and again, if you're not feeling badly enough, there's another one to lay on you. Some people call that practical atheism. You're not an atheist. You believe in God. But practical atheism is someone who knows who God is acting like it doesn't count, acting like he doesn't care about them, acting life like they didn't qualify for his promises. So it's a practical or a practicing kind of atheism. In your real life practice, you're living as if God might as well not exist, despite what you say you believe. So the specific instruction here for how to command the, how to obey this command is, do not worry, and then look at the basis for that. For your heavenly Father knows that you need these things. Back in verse 8, just before the, the, the prayer that Jesus gave as a sample, He said, He knows what you need before you ask Him. Now put it together. God is loving. God is all-knowing. God is all-powerful. You are an object of His love. He knows what you need before you ask Him. So just saying, your heavenly Father knows what you need is a guarantee that He's going to provide what you need. That's who He is. That's what He's like. So do not be worried. Verse 25, do not worry. Verse 31, now the third command in verse 33. Seek first His kingdom and His righteousness. But, instead of worrying, but seek first His kingdom and His righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Now, the word seek implies being totally absorbed in the search, um, persevering and straining with all you have to obtain something. That's what it means to be seeking in this way. It's another present tense. Be constantly seeking His kingdom and His righteousness. It's the kind of seeking like uh, you've allowed 20 minutes to get to your meeting. You intend to go out the door 21 minutes before your meeting, and now it's 19 minutes before your meeting, and you still can't find the car keys. Okay? You're not going to stop off and wash the dishes, You're not going to stop off and feed the dog. You're going to be seeking that thing until you find it, by golly. Well, that's what this is saying. Seek first. What do you mean first? Well, that's a matter of priorities. Yeah, if you're uh, 12 minutes from your meeting and that needle is pointing toward the E and your car is starting to sputter, well, you need to move that up on your priority list. You'd better stop off and, and, and take care of it. But Your first priority needs to be the most important priority. Being a Christian is is not a hobby. It's a consuming way of life. 
Your identity as a child of God is the most important thing about you. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.